Friends, let us pause and hold silence as we centre ourselves for worship. This is the house of the Lord. Here the word of God calls us. Let us stand in body and in spirit and open God's life-giving word for this community. If you're able, please stand. Welcome to those joining us online and welcome here wherever you are. And a special welcome to the friends and family of Jenny and Alistair as we gather here this morning for the baptism of their daughter Isabella. Unfailing, indestructible, giver of blessings, comfort for her fears, source of her joy. And turn our hearts to you, and you meet us with grace upon grace. You are our treasure, and in you our restless hearts will find their home. Our baptismal prayer, let us worship God in 632, our children, Lord, in faith and prayer.
Jenny and Alistair, welcome to this special place where we recognise and celebrate a promise given to Isabella of a love that refuses to let her go. It is an ancient sign, but it's a sign that Jesus shared in too, a sign that makes all things new. So let us gather here, trusting that this water, while it remains water, holds the symbol of God's love and the Saviour who gave everything for us. Let us pray. God and water, you birthed the world, a new creation for the universe. Jesus, through water, you were baptised, sharing in our humanity. Spirit, by water, you continue to call us into a new way of living. May we hear once more your calling to be yours and bring Isabella through the waters, dedicating her into the promise of love. Hear us now as we unite our voices with the whole church across the world in the words that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Jenny and Alistair, you have a great responsibility. So do you promise God being your helper to make your home a Christian home and to continue to bring Isabella up in the faith and the commonwealth of the church? People of God, today Isabella is being baptised here in our midst as part of one worldwide church. We've been given the responsibility to support the family, to nurture, encourage and uphold them, to offer them the good news. So do you promise to continue to welcome and uphold her, to nurture and strengthen her, and to give her your time and your love in the commonwealth of the Spirit? If you do, please stand. Isabella, for you, Jesus came into the world and showed us all about God's love. For you, he suffered and died that first Easter. For you also, he rose again and celebrated new life. All this he did for you, Isabella, even though, like everyone else here, we don't fully understand it. But that doesn't matter, because we love God, because God first loved us. Isabella May Fleming Scott, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The blessing of the God of light, the Son of love, and the Spirit of truth be with you and live in your heart forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you.
Jamie and Alistair, as Isabella's parents, your witnesses to what has happened here today. So please tell her about the faith and give her the chance, the choice to respond in her own way to the mystery of faith and the love of God. Isabella, there will always be a place, a home for you here in this church or any church across the world. You're part of one worldwide family and we will celebrate it when you join us here. Let us pray. God, you continually call your people into community, into renewal and life, to respond to your love. And we thank you for Isabella's baptism here today. Lead Isabella into the world, and together as parents and God's people, may we enable her to discover your truth, to be touched by your mystery, and maybe let her question what too many take for granted, and then give her the space to discover you in her own. Guide Jenny and Alistair in their care for Isabella, and as a whole family, may they live in the anticipation of love, the promise of the saints, hope of eternity, laughter of heaven and peace on earth. Touch us all with your presence, the very core of what we are, here as in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. And Michaela, where's Michaela? Here you come, here you are. Here you come. Michaela's got the baptism certificate and a pop-up story Bible where you can share some of those stories. Thanks, Michaela. Friends, our intimations, food bank collection continues on a Tuesday, 10 to 12 and 7 to 8 p.m. at the West Halls in Main Street. Please support that if you are able. In a fortnight's time, Sunday the 20th of August, there will be a car treasure hunt leaving from the church halls. Get the clues and leave from the West Halls. That's the West Halls here, isn't it? Yeah, that is. Yeah, Saturday the 20th. West Halls, 4.30 to 4.45 in a fortnight. All ages, children and grown-ups, give no part, then let Caroline Morrison or myself or Jim McLaughlin know and we'll, we'll put you in touch with somebody. Hot dogs, baked potatoes, cakes, ice cream, the usual um, stuff to eat, all included in the price. There'll be balloon sculptures, Jenga, biscuits, decorating, and football goals, things for kids too. Just a fun day. Next. Uh, a fortnight and Saturday. So, five pounds a head, three pounds for children, everything's included in the price, one out at six thirty. I presume if you're not back for them, then they're just disqualified. You're too late. Do you still hate a dinner though? There should be a list at the back of the church today. There is a list at the back of the church today and next week to put your name down if you want to go to that to give them an idea just for catering of numbers and all proceeds will go to Moandi. Life and work is available at the back of the church. If you're down for that, you can collect it at the back of the church. And indeed, an article in it will feature in my sermon just shortly. In a few weeks' time, I'm delighted my friend Dave Prentice Hires, the American minister who was in Truno previously preached in this pulpit, is now the lead pastor of First Presbyterian Church in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I've been invited to go and preach him in. And somebody's got to do it. Take him. 
just got to get pitched in. So the 9th of September I'll be flying stateside. I'm working, I'm going to work, so it's not, uh, it's not another holiday. It's going to be 25 degrees from the airport, but um, I'm, I'm going to preach the events. I'm delighted to be able to, to do that and I'll take our blessings to his congregation as I go. That's all. Uh, intimations, please keep the life and work of the church in your prayers. Professor Johnson will read our scripture lesson. Let's listen for God's word. Our gospel reading today is from Luke chapter 12, verses 32 to 40. Do not be afraid, little folk, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed ready for service, and keep your lamps burning, like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth. He will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready. Even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready. Because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Christy. Hymn 39. God the Lord, the King Almighty.
Let us pray. Spirit, come among us as we take time out of the business of life, still our hearts and minds, and draw us closer to you. So be it. Amen. The fourth verse of our hymn, God is silent while men say he has gone. Let us forget him. Scotland is one of the most secular countries in Europe, so says the moderator of the General Assembly, the Right Reverend Dr. Ian Greenshields. But he didn't stop there. The first Saturday of my holidays, I got a message from a friend highlighting his article in the newspaper. But then when I get time to relax and read my own paper, there it is again. And in websites, there it is again. An article from this month's Life and Work at the back of the church. The headline, Christendom has gone. Outlining the challenges the church faced, he said today's culture feels little need for God. He said the average church member was over 55 and middle class. So there you go, people. Dr. Greenshields continues, it's now becoming obvious as we come out of lockdown that we're facing a very different future as the Church of Scotland than imagined. Christendom has gone. What do I mean by that? There was a time when we belonged when we believed we belonged. There was a time when we believed we belonged to a Christian nation, living in a Christian UK and indeed Europe. That day has gone. We live in a secular culture, and Scotland is one of the most secular countries in Europe. The Church of Scotland, that at least nominally had over 27% of the country's members, now boasts only 7%. And that is members. When most churches are lucky if one third of that number have any serious commitment to the church. What has caused this quantum shift? We live in a culture that feels little need for God. And for Mary, the average member of the church is middle class and over 55. Here we go again. The General Assembly brought to us the facts and figures in terms of ministries and buildings. And we need to face up to a new reality. The road ahead is not going to be easy. It will call for hard work, innovation, faith, and a renewed commitment in the Gospel. Dr. Greenshield said evangelism must become a priority if the church is to ensure its survival. God is silent while men say he has gone. Let us forget him. I almost fell off my chair. And then I was just angry. The moderator is nothing more than a spokesperson for the church. And what message is that to give? 
inaccurate and wrong. Incredible that the moderator of the General Assembly chose to paint such a negative picture of the church. To be honest, it almost puts me off coming. A shamer moderator wasn't a voice for ministers who are facing increased workloads, uncertainty of mission plans, financial uncertainty over huge increase in energy bills, which puts many of us into extreme fuel poverty. And the National Church that says it's still looking into what it might do to assist. If anything, it's leaving good ministers worrying that they're going to be priced out of being able to continue in a role they feel called. Ministers at breaking point, that's the real issue, moderator. A national church devoid of leadership. In the passage this morning, if you take two sections on their own, each could have quite different interpretations than it is to present them as a whole. The first verse talks about worry and anxiety faced in life, and particularly where to find happiness. It talks of the generosity of giving possessions away as the source of real treasure in life. The next section, given the title, Watch Those Slaves, it appears to be a harsh lesson about keeping busy and the master finding you in a state of busy work upon his return. In a culture, in this story, where slavery was part of everyday existence, one way to consider it is Jesus encouraging his disciples to be watchful servants with their loins girded and their oil lamps lit. God's Son wanted his disciples to be like servants waiting on their master to return from marriage facilities and to keep themselves busy in appropriate service while he's away. And the uncertainty of the master's return adds to the dilemma faced by the slave or the servant. So it's a relationship built upon fear. Return could be at any time. And that lazy servant will be punished in the harshest of ways on its own. This is a harsh instruction to the faithful. The manner in which the moderator wrote his article. However, when we take the two passages together, there's an additional message in this text. This passage is about where to find treasure. We can read it 
as his search for happiness and fulfillment. A basic reading of the parable suggests that in giving away your possessions, charity to the poor. But the giving away of precious and necessary resources is hard for the person who's worried about their own poverty and lack of means to pay for food and pay the bills. Rather, this section of text reveals that when it comes to the search for spiritual treasure, the experience of divine fulfillment, it comes not in hoarding or accrued personal wealth, but in the disposition to be kind, to be loving, to be generous to others, especially those who are less fortunate. We find our greatest joy in the working out of our generous spirit in acts of kindness and care, and nothing can rob us of such joy. And that moderator is church, dedicated, faithful people, providing an open and inclusive welcome to the whole community and doing small acts, running food banks, caring for our neighbour near and far, working with our schools or communities, mental health groups, dementia groups, or we weather for people to gather and bond in friendship. Men's sheds, children's work, a place that still baptises and nurtures children like Isabella. A place that welcomes new members because it creates a place for people to belong. So maybe we need to take a focus away from the obsession of evangelism that gets rolled out every time the church faces a problem. It's time to get back to washing people's feet you want to see this in action moderator in your presbytery visit to client, then feel free to come here and see a church in action. Serving God in the world as we instinctively serve our fellow humanity with a real generosity of kindness and love. Friends, that's where treasure is to be found. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore, world without end. Amen. My hundred and twenty-seven. Lord, make us servants to all goodness.
Let us pray. Lord, we pray for all those places in the world where your people live in fear. May your words do not be afraid and accompany them. As an anchor of hope, may they see signs that assures them of your presence and of your love in the midst of struggle. And we, who have more than we need, may we hear your words, do not be afraid, as a challenge to use all that you have given us to bring peace, to bring healing, to spread love throughout the world. May we also be prepared to challenge all that traps people in poverty, all that deems some lives less than, and all that seeks to limit and restrict the abundant resources of earth. Lord, we pray for a world in turmoil as we see bombings in Gaza, the war in Ukraine, unimaginable violence throughout every nation. Lord, may we hear your words, do not be afraid, as a challenge to speak truth to power and to make the world a better place. May we not be afraid in our relentless pursuit of justice until all of creation is restored to beauty and all of your people dwell in peace and plenty. May we never give up hope that your will be done on earth. These prayers spoken, and those spoken only quietly in their own hearts and minds, we lay before your throne of grace. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Thank you, Jan Anderson, this morning for playing uh, organ in Peter's absence. Thank you, Jan. Following our final hymns, the benediction, we then sing the threefold Amen and the blessing, praise God, from whom all blessings flow as the Bible leaves the sanctuary. Our final hymn, 739, the church's one foundation.
from here in search of a spiritual treasure by loving and serving the Lord. And as we go, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with you all forevermore. Thank you.